Well, I'm John Fuller, along with my focused colleague, Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting department here. Danny, um, it can be dry as we have devotions and teach our children about the faith, but uh, injecting an element of fun is critical if we want that next generation to grab onto the truth that we so dearly hold. Yeah, you know, I've done this well at times, and I have failed along the way, John, and that that's just the truth. With, with devotions, uh, you need to kind of learn what the style is going to be for your kids, and sometimes it'll it'll just land flat and know that. I had some experiment books, and I tried some experiments that just didn't go quite how they were supposed to go, and I remember one time, my, my kids were completely confused at the end of the whole thing, so, <laughs> so it's not always going to go well, but right. uh, the times that it has gone well, one of them uh, that stands out in my mind, we went out in the garden, and I was talking about God's creation, and I was grabbing the all the different leaves and things you can smell. And I was going, man, look at the creativity of God that we walk by all the time. We went with our microscopes to look at the flowers. And then with the smelly ones, I said, I wonder what aroma we bring into the rooms we go into. Do we bring a good one? Hmm. Like the lavender. We grabbed all kinds of different smells. We smelled, I said, ah, that smells really good. Isn't that amazing that God put perfume in these smells and flowers? We were just amazed together, and we were exploring, and the kids, it had just opened up a whole world to them. Hmm. I told them certain ones you just don't taste. You don't yeah. grab everything and eat it, right? And uh, that one, they've remembered that all along, where it was very experiential to them. They got to experience God's creation. And another one that stands out, John, real quick, was uh, one morning where I said, hey, kids, you guys are going to teach us. You guys are the Sunday school teachers this morning. It was a snow day. Uh, the church was closed up, hmm. and I said, hey, why don't you grab your children's book, pick out a story, you guys are going to act it out, teach us. I'd love to see you guys teach. And there's a certain time in a, a child's development, five to eight-ish, where they want to act more like an adult. And I gave them the opportunity to be the teachers. We hmm. sat back, asked questions, and, and played the role of being the student. And they loved it. They dressed up. They brought crafts for us to do, just like a Sunday school class. We had a fantastic time. Nice. Well, there's a lot of fun in the ways that uh, these two ladies that we're about to hear from are grandmothering that next generation. We've got Chris Howard. She's part of the Duck Dynasty group and uh, Shelly Tomlinson. They're going to share encouragement about pouring into the lives of your grandkids. Let's move to probably the most important aspect uh, and heart thing for a grandparent, and really those of faith, those that have a Christian Mm -hmm. faith, Mm -hmm. because that's what it's it's all about. It's It's everything. everything. So how do we help our grandchildren develop a faith in Christ that provides eternal life? I mean, that's what we believe, that we embrace Jesus, and that's eternal life. It's spending eternity with him in heaven. That's awesome. It is the whole ball of wax. For me, that is an ongoing dialogue. It's the uh, bringing Jesus into the conversation. It's a, a language of faith that I speak with my grandchildren. We don't, I have something during the summer that I call grand camp, where I have all of them <laughs> come good. to my house and we just act crazy. It's like very much what happens at Keggy's camp stays at Keggy's camp thing. You know, we just really... <laughs> We and these are eight, hard. nine-year-olds. Yeah, we, we play hard, but we incorporate 
faith. I, I have it all woven all through the day. And we might have a devotional that morning, guys, that's really short, uh, age appropriate, 10 minutes or something very short. And we'll talk about Jesus being the light of the world. But then I'm going to bring that out through the day. I'll bring questions to them and keep the conversation going about who Jesus is in different things that we're doing. Yeah. I think what where we miss this is when we only take our children to church mm -hmm. and they do not see Jesus being a part of our life Monday through Saturday. Huh. And then we take them to church again. Right. We do them a great disservice because now they're looking and they're saying, well, it doesn't appear to be a really important part of your life. I want them to have a different message. I want them to see that, you know, Keggy lives and breathes Jesus. Yeah. There's something here. We're right near the end, but I do want to cover a couple things. One, you compare grandparents to superheroes. I like oh, that. So, A, I guess I'd like to know what superhero well, you identify with, and then B, how's it work? Okay, this was just one day they had superhero day at school, and my granddaughter, Sadie, that we've already talked about, actually went as me. That was her. <laughs> that and great. It was so, I just was so amazed at that and just thought it was so so precious and then I got to thinking about the traits of a, a superhero and I for me I think if I were to be one I would have to say Wonder Woman because that's what I would want to be and I want to do and accomplish so many things in life and uh, we were talking about this yesterday how Sadie's so much like me and that we just always have so many different things going going in life and I think Sadie saw that as a, this was she was in the sixth grade as a sixth grader and so then I started kind of developing that theme for this book about what are the things that grandparents do mm. that are like a superhero. And so, I, you know, if you get the book, you'll, you can read all those things. But, you know, one of them is just I think superheroes are always out to do good. Yes. And that's what grandparents do. I mean, that is our focus in life is doing good. We've we've lived it all. You know, we've done a lot of things. And now what's left for us to do is to leave the good, yeah. leave that legacy of good with our with our family. Well, someday I hope to be the hero to some grandchildren. And Danny, I'm sure somebody is listening in thinking, uh, I used to be the hero for my grandkids or for my kids even, but now they're teens and they're pushing away and it feels like that's all over. So how do you show up and be a hero when kids are going through adolescence? The hero is a listener, a person that learns to serve and shows that, not the center of attention. And so make sure you're figuring out what is my interpretation of what a hero is. And a teenager needs a guide, needs a listener, because the world is intending to listen to them. They have, they have a need to belong. They have a need to have a sense of competence, a sense of worth. And in the teen years, they're looking for that from their peers. Hmm. It's almost as if they will not survive if they don't get that. And yeah. actually, scientists yeah. have found that in the brain, that in the teen years, throughout the teen years, uh, teenagers... Uh, are desperate to find their place in, within that, and it's actually as if they will or will not survive. So realize that and have patience with it, have grace. If you're a listener and you, you serve, you take the time, and you're consistent in their lives, uh, know that you're creating a strong relationship and that it's not about you. It's about pointing them to Jesus and about a relationship that can be very, very strong without you having to be the hero. Love that. And I uh, certainly enjoyed hearing from Chris and Shelley. And uh, we're going to have uh, a couple of resources of note here. Um, one would be uh, an article called Involving Grandparents in Your Kids' Lives. Okay, so this is for you, Mom and Dad, and there are grandparents who may or may not be involved uh, on an ongoing basis with your kids. 
Uh, this will give you some great insights. Danny, you wrote it, and it's free. We're going to link over to that article in the show notes. And then we've got the book from Chris and Shelley called Rocking It Grand, 18 Ways to Be a Game-Changing Grandma. And uh, we're making that available to you. Uh, we're asking for a one-time gift or a monthly pledge if you can. That'd be terrific. Um, donate as you can and request that book, Rocking It Grand. Uh, we've got the details in the show notes. Next time, Chris and Shelley will join us again to uh, offer some hope to those who are feeling maybe a little distance from the family. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.